And here we are. We're together again, Ford. Another together again. Together again, talking about reverse redacting. We're not just talking. We're reverse redacting. And we are reverse redacting League of Legends today. And maybe more than just League. We're gonna be talking, I'm sure, about gaming and um and how it affects our society, right? Yeah. But so, but league is something that both you and I enjoy playing. You you like league more, but these um, are they called MOBA? MOBA yeah, games. Yeah, MOBAs. That's right. Mass. What does it stand for? It's like uh, defense multi- of this multiplayer what? multiplayer online battle arena. Battle arena. Yeah. The defense of the ancients. Dota was the very first one. That's right. And uh, I got into it back in. Well, I got into, um, well, I mean, I guess it goes back to our college days when I was yeah. playing uh, when Starcraft. I was playing Starcraft, and then I played a little Warcraft, and then when Warcraft 3 came out, it was just an amazing game. I never got into World of Warcraft, but it <clears throat> Worldcraft, Warcraft 3 um, split off into two major gaming uh opportunities or i don't know phylums uh you had the mobas and you had the um, what's the word for the world of warcraft one it's like mmo yeah mmo what does that mean i don't know something i don't know yeah and so i got more into the so so they they somebody modified world of warcraft 3 to be able to play the you know it's basically for those of you who don't know what a moba is it's it's a it's a online game basically where you're playing kind of like capture the flag except yeah. it's more like destroy the flag. Yeah, that's right. It's almost yeah, it's almost like a king of the hill sort of scenario, but not really. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like a deliver a payload situation to an enemy base and blow it up. Yeah, but, yeah. It's like five. It's five versus five. You got three lanes that are going. You know, it's symmetrical map. And you're just trying to destroy the other person's base. It's a lot like what we used to play when I was a kid when in the snow, you know, with snowballs. Right. Yeah. Except if you knock somebody out, you get $300 and you get to buy a bigger snowball. That's right. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's, and so, yeah, it incorporates elements of all kinds of role-playing games uh, as they've developed over time. It would be interesting to like do some sort of study to see the etymology of all this stuff. I mean, a lot of it does go back to Dungeons and Dragons days. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Dungeons and Dragons have has a lot to do with the whole, whole hit points thing. And then which hit points worked its way into, of course, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest uh, in the J- Japanese RPG video game versions. Um, and, you know, it's a lesser degree, like Zelda with the hearts. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it utilizes all those things that have come before uh, HP, mp or and mana they, they use mana in league of legends uh, um but you got health you got mana and then is that how you're supposed to say it mana i thought it was just mana. mana they say yeah i mean the the riot employees they say mana but i say mana so uh and then there's you have abilities so you can auto attack which is just like hitting with your sword or your gun or whatever your bow and arrow and then you also have abilities and so each champion has four different abilities in league and uh, you also have something called a passive that is your special like superpower that you know gives you added stats in a certain area. And some of these get very complicated, and that's what makes the game so replayable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a real evolution in you know the post the 
I mean, it started off as a mod of Warcraft, like you were saying, right? Yeah. So uh, it the evolution of it over time, they've kept that same mentality where every patch, you know, every update, they're adding something new to change yeah. the play style. And so it's it's always a new game. Like every time you queue up, it's a new game. Um, and and that makes it uh, very frustrating at times because you think you've mastered the game. And, see, and that's something... That's something particular to League of Legends, because see, when when so there's a, there was a group of my friends that where we were playing Dota, we were you know that uh, the the Warcraft three uh, mod, and it was so hard to you know get everybody together because it was a mod, right? And we just kept saying, man, I hope somebody comes out with a game. Then we saw League of Legends was Riot was forming, right? The two guys, what were their their names? Um, it's Trindamir and I can't remember the other guys. I mean that that's their screen names. Uh, right. It's Mark Merrill. He's Trindamir. Uh, he's the main dude. Yeah. And then I can't remember the. I guess it's Rise. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. Trindamir and Rise. Yeah. But uh, but so they were coming out with. But they took forever. I remember like waiting on them. I got on. I was even on the. Um, I was on the uh, beta testing, the uh, friends and family beta testing, and but uh, that took forever. And then and then they had a couple times where you would you would update, and then they would take it off the market for a little while. And I it, I just got so frustrated with it that I went to another one that was called Heroes of New Earth that uh, that they just got up and running, and they just were working out the bugs as you know as they were going along. They had a lot of problems. You know, there'd be bugs that would just crop up, but they were just kind of letting you play anyways. Right. They weren't taking it off the market, which I appreciated. Um, and Dota 2 didn't come out for years. Like, it So League was already in process by the time Dota 2 came out. Is that correct? Oh, it was already full running and yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, and, and I didn't like it either because um, compared to the war, war, uh, the Warcraft, version it was very cartoony and two-dimensional right yeah those early the early version of uh uh league of legends looked bad so i mean when they finally got their graphic rework um that kind of yeah pushed league over the top i mean it was already already in the top five most of the time on like twitch streams but um but yeah since then it's only been threatened once and that was by well twice once by overwatch and another time by PUBG. Now Fortnite's threatening, but I I really don't think Fortnite's gonna outlast League um, either. So um, it's kind of a different demographic, I think. I yeah, I guess so. It is. I think these games just have a shorter shelf life because once you know, I was talking about it with Satya yesterday, and I was like, you know, the thing about Fortnite and the reason why I never got into these first-person shooters is because the mechanics of the game don't make sense in terms of the universe of the game so what i mean by like even even halo which i think you know maybe maybe the pinnacle of first person shooters i mean i guess some people would say call of duty would be i just and it is a very you know maybe the most realistic of them all um but i I have never really played call of duty like once or twice i guess uh but halo was just it was a beautiful game halo 2 especially uh such a great competitive game but even in halo 2 there were these exploits you know and if you didn't do the exploits you really couldn't be great at the game. You know, these things like VXR, these little button presses where you could have one kit, 
melee kills and mm-hmm. uh you know these little triple tap thing i don't know there's and i never would think in that in terms of that mm. and where whereas in league of legends it's much harder to kind of game the system i mean there are exploits there are glitches there are graphical inconsistencies there are bugs uh but they're usually not game breaking bugs and they're and and so when i was watching fortnite the other day for instance um uh, and it's much better it's much better game we see real people play it you know people who know how to do it but at the same time, it's like, I would just never think of doing it this way. The adaptations you have to make in game in a first person shooter are just so odd that mm. just aren't they're They're not like self-explanatory and they don't make sense with the strategy of the game. So for instance, in Fortnite, you're like, oh, you think you're building forts. That's not what people end up doing. They end up building steps everywhere and they hide behind the steps as they're jumping, you know? So you're building steps up into the oh, air, like, yeah. you know, and it's just like Minecraft, you know, I, I just, I just find like <laughs> Minecraft meets PUBG, you know, like, oh, look at me, I'm building, I'm building guys and um, this is my shield. And, you know, at least in Overwatch, you have a guy with a shield, like you're, you're not, you're not building steps to be your shield. And so, and then they're jumping all over the place. It's just nonstop jumping. Like, you got these guys <laughs> with rocket launchers jumping like this. And it reminds me back in our days, it was Unreal Tournament or Quake and everyone is just flying across the screen. <laughs> and you have to marvel at these people's like uh, sniping ability. Cause they'll be going like what seems like a hundred miles an hour across the map after they've hit some jump point. And they're, they're, you know, zooming in with their sniper rifle and getting a headshot from across the map. That's impressive, but it's just ludicrous. Like, it's just, how can you watch that as a spectator? You know, it's just, it's not a very spectatable game. And the thing about league and Dota, they're very spectatable games. And so when overwatch, everyone's like, Oh, overwatch is number one in Korea league is done. Nope. Overwatch is lucky to get in the top five at this point. And I, I predict the same thing for Fortnite. So why do you think that League, why do you think League is such a, is, is much more conducive to spectating? Well, League is kind of like the Apple version of the Dota universe. It's just, it's, it's just so form factor, functional and small. Uh, the Summoner's Rift, this one guy's done this great little, this one kid did this great video about why Summoner's Rift is perfect. And that's why I don't want to play anything else in league. Like, I just like, just forget it. I just, let me just play on Summoner's Rift. Explain even what, what is Summoner's Rift for those who It's don't the know. main map. So it's the main map with, you've got a red side and a blue side. And they're almost perfectly symmetrical, but not quite. And they have a couple little differences. Um, they have these things called buffs, these jungle camps where you can fight and they give you added stats. And so the buffs are a little different. Uh, the main buffs, you got a dragon on one side and this thing called Baron, which is this really giant purple looking dragon and or snakish thing. And but so it's the, basically a game board, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a game board. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. And so you got these three main lanes leading from one base to the other. And, uh, you know, no two games are the same. Like every time you queue up, uh, because it's dependent, it's, it's almost like improvisational. It's like whose line is it anyway meets... Yeah, you know, in some ways, it, it does remind you of what I guess Dungeons and Dragons would be like. You know, absolutely, it, because it really requires user interaction in order to make this sports match. Uh, and, and and so it it's just so much more variable than watching a football game or a basketball game. It's just so much more variable because that you're sometimes you might not even see the same two. Like uh, Timo, as far as I know, was in North American competitive play was only played someone said he's only played one time i don't believe that but i remember the game i saw him with um this one champion teamo that i hate with a passion he's this little pikachu looking uh rodent that shoots you with these little blinding darts and leaves you poisoned and i just want i just want to eat him alive um 
but he was uh, he was played by a mid laner high on this one kind of legendary team cloud nine versus team solo mid who's a lot of people's favorite and uh high high destroyed him with those stupid little poison mushrooms yeah he's almost like toad actually that's that's kind of what he's like he's like toad from mario anyways um so, so there's times these- that you won't yeah you won't see some of these matchups like twice you know and when you're champion the one that you like to play and there's over 100 of them um when the champion that you like to play gets brought up on the international stage at worlds you're just like oh man i get to see my champion like played by a real pro and so uh you know it's like someone had said this about surfing one time uh, a surfing journalist he said you know the great thing about surfing is you can paddle out your local break and you can run into kelly slater the the world champion you know like that can happen like you're never going to go to your local basketball court and run into michael jordan or right. lebron you know it's like that's not going to happen um but with league that can happen like the democratization you, you, uh, yeah the democratization of uh, what is it champion sports competition yeah i mean it's just like if you're good enough Welcome to the club, baby. Like you could be playing against Faker, the best League of Legends player of all time. So, and the reason it is a sport is because it has rules and uh, limitations that everybody can understand. Not everybody understands, but can understand. It's it's right. it's something that you can enter into that has established rules. That's right. And it's open to the public now. And if you competitive, think, yeah, it's and those rules are complicated too. I mean, every patch you're just like, what does that mean? Someone just made a Reddit post this week about what League of Legends is going to be like in 2020. And it was, or, you know, five years or something. And it was this long list of things for what this person's passive does, you know, their special, Mm -hmm. uh, special power. And it's, it's like reading the footnotes of some very elaborate bill that's getting ready to be passed in the house you know it's like who even knows you have to have a lawyer to read this thing to understand a lawyer and a mathematician and a computer programmer well i think that's the thing that's very attractive to me uh these mobile games league of legend seems like it's even more than the ones i've played before uh like dota and and heroes of new earth because it has a different kind of interactions see what the games i played uh there were certain you just you just you can memorize which items cancel each other out and stuff like this right but in this one it seems like there's more like interaction between the the weapons you can get and and then you have to think about your passive see we didn't have passives or some characters had passives but it was one of their you know q or you know oh right okay they didn't have a right i got you so uh so it, it is very complicated and we've talked about how much math goes into definitely uh, in, into playing League of Legends. Well, and so, you know, we would get into this debate when I was playing over in India and uh, we would we were streaming weekly. And so I was trying to convince my daughter the importance of math. And so I was talking about, well, you know, the reason the Koreans are beating everyone is just because they're doing the math. Like Faker is just, he's, he's intuitively doing the math. And everyone's making fun of, oh, it's the math. Well, I'm like, yes, it is. Like, you can say what you want, but there's no way you'll watch him do certain things. And some of it is intuition. And some of it's just the thousands of hours it's played. But some of it, he knows because he knows how much his passive is doing. He knows how much damage he can take. And you'll see them. Sometimes you'll see someone like Faker make a move and you're like, oh, why is he doing? That? Oh, the person's dead. Okay. <laughs> like you do, before you even realize what's happened, he already knows. It's like watching someone play chess. He's really good. They know when they've won like five moves ahead of time. Right. So you'll see Faker make those kind of moves and you're like, this is a bad idea. Okay. Never mind. 
uh you yeah okay <laughs> but see that's why i'll never be great is because math bores me so much right <laughs> i mean that's why i've never been i've always loved games but i enjoy losing more because i'm trying out different things i'm right. trying to Just beat you without fun. the math right. see and that's why i want to get to the point where i i'm thinking in terms i, I love you know sun tzu's the art of war i, I want to be able to apply that kind of thing to playing mm. league you know, but in order to get there, you have to be able to do at least more more of the mechanics than I have put the time into getting at this point. Um, and one of the reasons why North America, I mean, there's a big joke about North America and Europe in a EU. Uh, we make fun of each other, but the truth is we both we just both suck so monumentally in comparison to China and Korea. And I really believe the reason for that is because we're not doing the math. Like we we think like jocks. I mean, if you see every everybody on Twitch that's from North America, they just it's just too cool for school, man. You know, yeah. they're either stoners or they're jocks. And yeah. and it's just this. But the thing is, jocks have to do the drills. You know, like a jock playing football, they don't get. You know, they, they might have the persona, but they're doing their homework. You know, they know they know the fundamentals of their sport, and they do it, and that's who wins. Well, it's here's the, the thing. Who talk the biggest trash. It's the people who do the best math, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I've talked a little bit about this to with my wife uh, because she teaches she teaches English to uh, chi uh, chi young Chinese kids. And um, and it's amazing. Like, we've talked a lot about how, how the Asian culture just pushes their kids to succeed. But right. particularly succeed in the uh, – with the what would seem trivial we you know for for north america we look at trivial things like math we, we look at math as trivial so we will put tons of discipline into like macro physical endeavors right. but we will not put the discipline into micro um mental endeavors yeah that's yeah. a good way of putting it yeah and and so we'll be really disciplined but math takes a different kind of discipline it takes yeah. a real like this micro endeavor. Yeah, math and you know I would say music, uh, and that's another thing because pop music has taken over, which is not as technologically uh, technically proficient. You don't have to be as technically proficient in pop or rock, uh, you know, or the main or or rap, pop rock or rap. All three of them, you just don't have to be as technically proficient. Now that's not to say that those are uh, easy art forms. Uh, you know, on, on League of Legends, like you'll have an easy champion like Garen, you know, one of the, the free champions you can play at the beginning. Um, he, he, he has an easy learning curve, but mastery is still difficult. And using him in the right way, is still it still takes some time to to master. Uh, there are other champs like LeBlanc who I was working on this week. And I I so I'm so bad at her. Like I cannot I cannot do anything right with that champion. <laughs> um, and so I think that uh, we kind of take this approach like with things like violin or uh you know i just i see my kids that are, are taking violin lessons that the violin's the leblanc of musical instruments she's just it's just so hard it's not a learning curve it's a learning wall and the only way to surmount that obstacle is just to build a tiny step a day and you you have to be relentless with covering that step and kids don't like failure and it's like, nope, you have to push to failure here. I mean, we do that when working out, you know, I mean, anybody who works out knows you push to failure. Well, you have to push to failure in music and math. And that, and that just means you have to keep going at it. You have to keep doing that one little exercise over and over, come at it from a different angle, come at it from a different angle, but you're, you don't get past go. You do not collect $200 until you can do the exercise. And, and that doesn't feel good. You know, again, people just kind of expect things to, 
to just be intuitive or something like that. But like you said, I think I think it is more incremental. We need more of that. Um, yeah, how did you put that about the the micro, the, the, the micro the micro endeavors the micro endeavors we need more of that in music and math and science too i think i think we need more of those mm -hmm. in the implied science like just okay like you know the the robot broke or the the experiment broke like why did it break let's take a step back and because these are hard facts uh you know when i uh, and this is another thing in na just so many people just blame the game wow this is stupid the myth uh north america uh oh. You know the the meta, and when they when someone says the meta, that means the way to play right now in this current update. You know the way that the you know the the new changes they've made in the last month. So yeah, this meta sucks. You know, I'll just forget this game. Oh, riots, riot sucks. Blah blah blah. And they just want to blame everything on God, quote unquote. You know, blame it on reality. Like, oh, life is unfair. And you just hear that life is unfair garbage all the time in North America, rather than mm, what do I need to do to change? How do, how can I be better at this? Um, and you look at so many of the times that these people win, it's really, they win because of things that are out of their control. Like somebody on the other team is in a bad mood. Some of the other team disconnects. Someone on the other team is playing a champion they've never played before. And and people just take credit for their own, they, they just assume that it's them being good. <laughs> I mean, just look at me, man, I'm, I'm a master. <laughs> And that just happens all the time in North America. So. Well, in order to crack this, in order to crack the code here for for micro endeavors and looking at you know different cultures, one thing a hang up for me, a roadblock is we talked. I talked earlier about how I don't believe in in laziness. To me, if somebody is being lazy, there's a reason for that. They're not able to relate to something. They're not right. interested in that thing. Yeah, that's there are, there's no such thing as like this magic in us that happens that makes us turds. You know, it's like when we don't engage in work, we only work for the things we want. We will work very hard. Somebody gives you, says, I'll give you $1,000 to, uh, you know, to dig five holes. You'll do it, you know? Right. If, just because if the you're goal not is digging, clear. if the uh, goal is clear, right? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. If the goal it. is clear and you're engaged with it, you know, if there is, um, you know, self self determination is something that that necessitates pleasure on the other end. You know, and right. not just pleasure, but I mean, it, ultimately, it's pleasure, but necessitates happiness. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah, sacrificing for a goal, and I think, and I think that's true. There's a lot in our culture where we're so technologically sophisticated and connected um you know this is one of the reasons i'm still a big fan of radiohead and i, I don't see that ever really changing like i i feel like there's just they are a melancholy band uh meditating on the problems of of loneliness in a connected world right mm -hmm. it's loneliness in a connected world why are we so lonely even though we're so connected why are we so lonely even though we have everything that we want why are we like unhappy and discontent and uh i think yeah, that 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 problem, we we do need more of these micro processes. I think we need more micro processes to try to, because sometimes digging the ditch, you know, can actually feels good once you get past that first five minutes. You know, yeah. And um, and the other thing is like we need incentives that actually make sense. And I, I just think that there's so many incentives that are just kind of up there and out of reach, and it feels like the lottery. I mean, so many of these success stories. Uh, that we idolize in Hollywood uh, or in, and just the 
the prince charming sort of idea the fairy tale sort of thing you know whatever angle you want to talk about it it's it almost feels like winning the divine lottery and that's not it's not a very encouraging thing because it just feels like well i'm not going to get picked even if i work my hardest um so yeah i think we do need something to kind of incentivize uh and you'll see that when you watch people play league, like they, they have a phrase for this, they call it tilted. And, you know, tilted is, you know, I, I imagine it came from the pinball playing days. Like if the pinball machine gets tilted, um, then it starts freaking out and it won't, it won't log any more points. Um, you know, because if you're tilting it, that's cheating, right? You're tilting the machine to get, you know, to get the ball into the correct place and bumper or whatever. Um, so when you get tilted playing a video game, you're, you're just, you're done. And you see the look on these guys' faces and, and they'll just, they turn so angry. Uh, you know, they start arguing with their chat, people, you know, watching them on Twitch. And uh, it's not a fun place to be. And everyone, it happens to everyone. You know, but, but, and yeah, and I feel like we're, all, <laughs> a lot of us in the modern world, uh, current day, are tilted. It's, it's interesting you bring up, uh, I do, let's let's talk a little bit about language and how language like language has been really formed by these gaming communities i i knew about a lot of these acronyms that people were used you know started using in texting from gaming like i was like oh that's just a gaming uh, you know for the win ftw you know and that 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 came along way before people started using it in facebook of course now it's passe but like tilted that's something that came out of the gaming, you know, like, ah, that put me on tilt, you know, like people are going to start saying that way more nowadays. You'll hear it in news or something, you know, like, but it came from gaming. Um, A lot of these little ways of talking and they're English words, which is interesting, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. So that's once again, you know, I, I I can't remember the first time I heard it. I think it might've been, uh, what's his name? Fresh off the boat. uh, Eddie, Eddie Wong. Is Eddie Wong the uh, he's he had that show for a while on Vice? I think he may still have it. It's like kind of Anthony Bourdain style, and he travels around. He's a chef, and uh, just has more of a like hip hop sensibility with his stuff. And and he even said, you know, he was talking about the soft power of America. You know, he, seeing how it how even in China there's this influence of America, American corporate culture or American marketing culture or Hollywood, you know, it's just this soft power that even though people aren't necessarily bowing down and kissing the ring, they're still like, Oh man, you know, I'm still going to watch that movie. Um, And I think there is uh, a real soft power to so much that happens in video games that whole, you know, subcultures are created. uh, Memes are born that really influence the rest of the, uh, internet landscape and by extension the global landscape and so there are people that you know a lot of people that have never heard of that are celebrities on the internet i mean i'm a cutie pie like i mean if you talk to any person well i mean most people over 30 most parents they're not going to know who that is uh yeah. but you know this guy is is like he's been a legend for years um and and uh you know there's a guy let's see like who's on twitch right now it's just Curious to see who number one channel is. So number one, oh well, actually it's uh the Korean League of Legends. Uh they're they've got a, a match between two big name Korean teams. Um and but then you know you go down and there are you know twenty two thousand people watching some guy I've never heard of before playing Fortnite. Um some some dude uh playing 
Hearthstone, the card game. Uh, and so these people have their own little subcultures and communities, and they form their own language in a way that is so much more organic than would happen in a talk show scenario or in a regular celebrity culture scenario. Like it's it's something that happens in passing, and next thing you know, it's become a meme. You know, it's something the guy messed, made a mistake, and then that becomes like this. And if you think about that, I mean, it, it's been like that with movies for a long time. People will make a quote out of something that was kind of just a silly moment in a movie. Um, you know, maybe it's a mistake in a movie or something like that, but it stands out. And next thing you know, that becomes like this, a meme. A meme. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been memeing. We've been memeing since who knows how long, you know, right? But um, these memes can form so much quicker. And, and the internet really uh, has been a big part of it. But uh, gaming has been a bigger part of it than a lot of people want to acknowledge. Well, so I grew up, it's fascinating to me that I, so I grew up watching my friends play video games. I never had a game console growing up and I always went to my friend's house and I'd watch, I mean, our pastime, our favorite pastime, my favorite pastime was going watch every now and then I'd play, but basically my brother and I would go to our friend's houses and watch them play video games. And now <clears throat> when I go to YouTube, the biggest PewDiePie and, and some of the biggest names on YouTube are those, and, and and then Twitch evolved out of this idea of watching people play video games as if it's a, so, so let's talk a little bit about the spectator aspect of right. video gaming. Yeah, I, I mocked it when it first was happening. And it's like, you know, it's almost like all of us have selective memory loss about this stuff because, uh, you know, I mean, people have been playing board games for a very long time or card games very long time and not everyone who play you know sits around in the drawing room while someone plays cards is playing the cards you know and there's a scene i can think of a scene right now from pride and prejudice the bbc version in which elizabeth bennett is not playing cards you know the other the other group is sitting at the table she's you know reading a book or something like that and someone else playing piano and darcy's writing a letter or something you know so not everyone is sitting there playing the game but they're experiencing the game right but they're and not spectating it they're not necessarily spectating it but i think even that would happen i mean i think you would have times where people would sit there you know just to be in part of the conversation watch what's going on um and like you said when i was a kid my buddy had a computer and so i'd go over and we play civilization and I say we'd play, but usually, I mean, I, you know, usually he would control. Maybe sometimes we trade off. Uh, we played Wolfenstein when it first came out, and I was too scared of that game. Like I could not play it, but I watched every level of that. I just, I could not play it. Uh, that game, it just freaked me out. I could not get that first person shooter thing, but I thought I was playing it because I was playing along with him vicariously. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I I loved that. Like we played through there was an Indiana Jones game, Indiana Jones Last Crusade. And then they also did another one in Indiana Jones on the Age of Atlantis or something like that. And I loved those games. I still I still think about how there were these little cool Easter eggs and just different plot points you could do de depending on what little thing you did, you know, yeah. uh, it was so fun. It was like playing the movie. I love that. And so not even as a, a, an active participant, just as a passive observer, you know, um, being able to, well, you know, be able to say something like, Oh yeah, maybe we should try this. And like, yeah, that's a good idea. And he would type, you know, you do click on that thing. Well now. And so I, I did make fun of this for a while until one of my viewers, I probably about six years ago, he was like, well, the reason I watch these things, it's like, I don't have, sometimes I don't have time to play the whole game. And, and I just feel like, you know, killing a few minutes and watching a buddy play it. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. 
It's like, you know, it's kind of like sports. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's and, not. And, it, and it's a lower investment than sports, you know, because you don't have to sit there and watch, you know, like a three-hour game, you know? Like, you can watch, what? like, 30 minutes and... And, yeah, uh, I was gonna say it's not like watching sports. It's uh, it's exactly well. I, what, talk more about this. Why don't you have like can't, can't you just watch part of a sports? Game? That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, I think in terms of like with Twitch, because they're playing any time, it it is more of like playing with a buddy. It is more dropping in and you know into guys' dorm rooms. Oh, where are you at in Metroid now? You know, like oh man, I love this part, dude. Like you know, so you you can kind of peanut gallery for ten minutes before you go to class. You know, there's nothing like that incomparable in traditional media, right? So now, like, buddies can sit around, shoot the breeze, and, you know, and and really, and chat is like that. Twitch chat is like that. It's just, it's like a locker room. You know, people just, I mean, and it gets, it gets bad quick, just like video games get bad quick. Um, because you just got, you know, people just talking out their butt. And, and then you have the anonymity thing, which shields a lot of people from repercussions. So they'll say more than they want to say, or would say in public. Um, which is a whole nother topic. But I think that, uh, you know, that's, I think the allure is that it, it's like playing with your buddies. It's just a much more informal, direct environment. You know, you donate in, in uh, to their Twitch channel and, you know, whatever you say will pop up on screen. So, you know, people tell knock knock jokes and just bad, like just bad puns and stuff like that. And, yeah. and try to get the guy to crack a smile. You know, it's just, it's just a different dynamic than anything. Yeah. It's like if you mer- merged, you know, radio talk shows with sports, with sitting around having some beers with your buddies while you watch them play Madden. You know, it's like all those things together, you know. Well, so the thing that sports doesn't have, so you can play vicariously through your favorite sports player, but with the, th- it, it takes vicarious play to a whole new level absolutely. of engagement. Yes, absolutely. So when you're engaged on a meta, Ooh, on meta, meta level, yeah, <laughs> on a meta level where you are, you're so like in the chat you feel like you're part of the game that's right which you're, you and, and, and in a sense you, you are. are you are contributing to the stream yes and so sometimes and you'll see this and some of the best i mean there's some great i'm a cutie pie videos that have been that you know his editor has cut and you know, he actually has an editor editor i mean again things that people would not think of outside of this industry uh, but his editor will find these little funny moments where some viewer gets to play with him and the viewer carries him, you know, so the viewer is the one that's actually helping him win the game. And, you know, by the end of the game, he's like, good job, bro. You know, it's like, it's, you know, so I mean, when, again, or when are you going to have that opportunity to play with LeBron? You know, like you're, you're in chat. It's like, Hey man, can I play with you? And you know, everyone wants to, like, okay, yeah, let's do it, bud. And you know, yeah. it's just, that's unreal. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's fun. And uh, there, there's something it's a whole new it's a whole new universe of of competition. I was thinking about even even as opposed to console playing. So this is the one thing that there was something deeply interesting and attractive to me about this whole MOBA movement was that the it was the evolution of it. It was being part of the evolution of it. Seeing how it became a mod to like, like you said, every iteration that every new iteration that came out had something new, but it maintained this basic, uh, you know, archetype. Right. And, and, and when you think about it, uh, when I think about it, the like Nintendo and, and PlayStation, they just don't have that 
sort of uh, consistency, you know, like where you, you have things that come out, different iterations, two years, three years between each other, one year maybe, but you don't have anything where you can play every day. There's something a little new. There's something. Uh, and, and like we just said, like there's, there's this uh, feedback from the people that are playing in it, like on a consistent, right. regular, it's, it's a life. It yeah, has it created is. a life. It is. And it is a form of, uh, again, it's, it's, I, I don't even really know how to describe it other than saying that it's like, uh, so when lost was out, there were, uh, there were the lost message boards and yeah. I was on them after every episode. You know, I was a diehard fan of that show until I, I until I ceased to be in the last 20 minutes of the last episode. Uh, I was holding on to the bitter end, baby. I was, I was true wow. believing all the way to the end. I, I was, yeah. Um, another reason why I, I don't feel like I can be duped by a, <laughs> a uh, religion or cult again uh, is because I was part of the lost cult and, uh, and it all fell apart. Yeah. So I, you know, I was on the message boards and I was, Oh man, yeah. Well, you know, it was this theory and this theory. And, and, and the thing is it, it, it was kind of a new era of storytelling because some of the lost writers were looking at what people, you know, what are the popular theories? What are these people saying? And, and there were times that it, it was almost like a choose your own adventure at times where people were like, man, we hate these characters. I wish they weren't on the show. And then the next episode, they killed those characters. That was one of the best moments in the show for me when they killed those characters. And we're like, which characters? Which one are you talking about? Oh, these just these two side characters who weren't great actors, and they did an episode about them, and we're like, oh man, this show sucks. Oh, and is then that the one guy it, who blew up? No, Sorry, no, dude. not that one. That was that was kind of interesting too. No, it was this one. These two people got buried alive. Uh, they got bit by some spider, and it paralyzed them, and so everyone thought they were dead, and they buried them. <laughs> and so at the end of the episode, it was just like they're the the camera just hangs on them you know the the mound and everyone else none no one else is the wiser only the viewer knows that they're not dead they're paralyzed wow. and it was basically the writers giving the audience a middle finger oh you hated these people did you hate them this much and it was i mean i've never felt like that you know in a storytelling scenario where it's almost like yeah you chose this adventure how do you like it and I was like, oh, man, I'm a terrible person. This is horrible. Like, Because you actually kind of liked the people by the end of the episode. You're like, oh, well, they, you know, they're annoying, you know, but they're, they're not that bad. Oh, we're bad. So, uh, so I, you know, in, with video games, you can take that to a new level because now it, it really is like they're listening to the feedback from people on Reddit. And they're like, okay, we need to make this change. So they make that, you know, they make certain changes. And then you've got the Twitch streamers who are adding influence and, uh, and then you've got the people watching and you've got the people playing. And so there's, there's this just dynamic ecosystem that, ca that could not exist in a studio system model or a publishing model. Like it's just, it is this very, and, and one of the other things I really like about League of Legends, one more little tangent on this thing is that how multicultural and indicative of the world that we live in right now, it's a Chinese telecom right now, Tencent, huge company, absolutely enormous company. And they are the ones that have, I think they've actually bought out Riot Games. Riot Games started as an American company. Right. Uh, Riot still has full creative control, but they're bankrolled by Tencent, uh, this giant. And Tencent incidentally made the movie King Kong uh, Skull Island. That was, that was oh. another one, something that they bankrolled. So they got their hands on a lot of projects. Um, and so it's a Chinese bankrolled company a American creative company that's ruled by Korean players. Like you just can't beat Korea. 
Like Korea, they're just the best at this game. You know, they've always been, I think, the best at StarCraft, and now they're the best at League of Legends. And you can't beat them. Like unbeatable. So I just, I think that's an interesting, again, when people are telling us, I think all humans have equal amounts of dignity. I don't think all humans or all cultures are equally valuable at doing different tasks. You know, and so someone has brought this up on, a, you know, one of these libertarian things like saying, you know, I want Italian food. I want a German car. I want uh, I can't remember what they said about Britain. I want a British railroad or I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah, but yeah. it was just like going through. I want French um, uh, music. And, you know, so they just they sh- showed how each of these places has an element that is unique, you know, and and. That's when I say I I am a cross-cultural communicator, like I don't believe in this multiculturalism. We all believe the same thing. We all have the same strengths and we all have the same weaknesses. Like that's just not true. Different places have different strengths. And so, and League of Legends is a perfect testament to that. Like uh, it's just three different countries working together on this insanely awesome game. And it's, and, and, and it's not like a top-down scenario. It's a really a give and take and, that's organically happened. I mean, no one planned on Korea being the best at League of Legends, you know. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And and <clears throat> it's also interesting to me that that the game that is winning right now and probably will win, I don't know, in the near future, so League of Legends, it basically is um it, it's Dungeons and Dragons just you know, digitized and, and, and limited, limited. Yeah, that's right. It's the, it's Dungeons and Dragons with mechanics, you know, with the emphasis on mechanical, you know, uh, user interface, I guess, you know, because world Uh, of Warcraft was more like Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Um, Because it was, it was just a world in which you could, you could make your own, you know, it, it was limited, of course, by you, you had, but to it's huge. Things. Yeah, no, it's, it's enormous. Like I was, when I found out how big that map, those maps are and on like those, whatever the expansions are, I'm so yeah. what in the world. Yeah. It's called a massively multiplayer online game. That's what world of Warcraft is considered massively, man. And it massively. is a massive map. I mean, I am blown away by breath of the wild, but breath of the wild is like nothing. I think it's like, it's like one quadrant of uh, wow. I feel like, um, it's just so enormous from and what did I you understand. know anybody who still plays well i don't i, I don't but when uh, their newest when legion came out in 2016 i remember uh, tuning into twitch and it was number one on twitch for that you know couple three days when the when the new expansion came out so there's there's like a latent uh viewership so let's see right now on uh twitch let's see where wow is uh yeah it's it's like right under overwatch so it's like wow wow and starcraft i think will never go away you know like they're just too they're just too pivotal in the gaming landscape well uh, okay and so then the the last thing i wanted to talk about was the idea of league what a league is you know the fact that it's called league of legends it really this kind of gaming really does the lifeblood of it are the leagues you know it's the group of people that always play together it's your group of people that you like to play with I don't think this game would be as popular if no, this game would not even be close to popular if, if it was just a solo endeavor. Right. And that's, and you know, and, and I guess that's again, one of the problems I see with North America is that we tend to think of it 
uh, what you know, we have this thing called solo queue where you just can queue up by yourself. And, you know, it's good for practicing your individual mechanical play, <clears throat> but often not very great at uh, working on team play because a lot of and there's just, you know, a lot of miscommunication happens and uh, cross uh, cross purposes, you know, working against each other. And a lot of people do play League of Legends almost like StarCraft, where it's just like they're on a one-man mission and, you know, I'm playing against my own teammates. You know, I, I see that sometimes. It's like people mm. are like act actively campaigning about something and, you know, giving the game up basically just, just out of spite. Um, but as far as, you know, it is, it does remind me of, yeah, even to another level though. You know, I remember playing team games or multiplayer games when I was in high school playing, you know, Mario Party, you were competing against each other. But again, it was this sort of it, Mario Party, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, like those were those were great games for uh, groups of people to play. Perfect Dark was great because you could have you had you could play against bots and you could so you could get that that group mentality, you know, yes. like, like a team of four. And there's something about, you know, being able to play as a team and league, you know, when you have that five man and now with you know on the computers that we have we can all talk to each other so you're not even having to type and chat so you're constantly uh you know there, there's not much like it i mean the closest analogy would be war you know so um or that's you know, interesting or or war games like uh counter-strike those kind of things so like something like football if they could be talking to each other in it over over uh what is it called discord that that would be fascinating if if that's the way sports went it's all of a sudden it, it would work best with football because you already have a helmet on if they could be constantly yeah. talking to each other well i mean don't they have something like that i mean i yeah. feel like but they're only talking to the sideline or do they i don't well, know the, the quarterback is the one who mostly communicates yeah. i don't think any of the other I think yeah. it's just quarterback. You know, it kind of is interesting. I've been thinking about, you know, tech interfaces. And I think eventually, you know, we are going to get to this point where we're not uh, keyboard dependent anymore, uh, mm. where things are more gesture based. And uh, when that happens, or, you know, when we get the chips in our heads, um, it's going to be kind of crazy because, like, things like Pacific Rim, like, you're going to be able to, oh, he's moving left. I'm going to move left too. <laughs> like, mm. you know, I mean, I think that's, that sounds like science fiction now, but. Uh, no, there are people working that, on that kind of stuff, this uh, transhumanism or whatever, like, you know, they're going to the next level trying to in, 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 inject cybernetic technology or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, so kind of crazy to think about, but I do think that uh, as far as interfaces go, these video games are the closest you can get to that sort of thing. Uh, it's the word sync. Uh, synergy i guess yeah with with someone else in terms of will and when you when you are all together the best moments i've ever played this game is when you we we have this great comeback where the other team underestimated our late game potential because uh we were we were playing for the end game and then you get this big massive team fight and everyone does all their their roles perfectly and it's just such a satisfying feeling you know when the other team thinks that they have you and then Everyone who comes together is like, no, I mean, it's just, it is like that Sparta thing. You know, everyone's got their shields together and you're integrated and there's no, no, you, you underestimated the defense, my friend. So it, it is really fun. And it can play out. Uh, it can play out a lot better teamwork wise. I was thinking in, in football, even if you could talk to each other, it, it's so there, it, it's, it's so simple. There's not that much. It's so macro too. You right. know, whereas you wouldn't be like, oh, oh, it's too late. You know, like, oh, you know, there's no, there's no micro 
uh, processes within the game whereas there's tons i mean that's all that's all it is in in something like league right and see and i i made, made that point when we're talking about ender's game that uh, all of our sports are just analogies or metaphors for war uh, but they're really kind of weak analogies you know this their the their symbolism doesn't really isn't really as close to one-to-one and we play something like league or especially like csgo uh it's it's direct you know exactly what we're talking about here we're talking about war and again when you read sun tzu's the art of war trying to apply that to football i think that would be kind of that would take some you know uh some complex calculations there but to make the uh comparison to league you know to apply those lessons learned from world of warcraft about high ground i mean i'm sorry sorry for from uh art of war to apply those lessons from sun tzu uh this it makes sense you'd be like oh i could see how i could play this let's let's come up with a play you know um that that kind of uses this as the backbone now there is the danger though i know that you've talked about replacing sports with with esports, with with games like League, but I think there is a danger. I was thinking about this. There is a benefit of regular sports being physically active adds adds a component that you really can't add to something like League. Yeah. So what I think my my thought on the future of this is like when I've decided, you know, because I started running again, I'm, I'll probably play softball. You know, like the local softball league when when time comes, uh, you know, in the fall. Uh, because hopefully my legs will be in you know better shape and I won't be <laughs> draining my uh, thigh after every run. But um, hmm. I think uh, I think you're right. I think we should keep those things in parallel. But what I think, like League of Legends teams, because there are a lot of professional League of Legends teams, and what what these gaming teams should do is try to, in the same way that the military doesn't just exercise the bodies of their recruits they also exercise their minds they you know get them performing certain tasks they get them disciplined um, and so they're really they're really you know prepared when they come out of the military uh, to face any challenge you know, mm. to, to, they can be good at business they can be good at law uh, they can be good at science um, they can be good at engineering so like I think you you kind of want to treat your league team something like that where you you have it um, balanced where it's not just exercising your you know your fingers in your mind um, but that you're actually maybe you have a sport that you play on the side or you know maybe you teach some taekwondo or uh, karate or or uh, what is a jujitsu you know uh, maybe maybe there's some sort of an, you know analog that you can do there because I I do think. I don't know if sports have a shelf life. I just think that at a certain point, it's kind of like religious festival observances. We're, we are oversaturated with the number of sports and religious festivals in the world. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, the more that we interact, we're not going to have time for all of them. <laughs> Cricket and baseball are not going to be able to coexist. Like, you know, one of them is going to have to give up at a certain points, you know? Um, so mm -hmm. I just, uh, they're they're gonna it's survival of the fittest when it comes to sports and i think some sports are gonna eventually die out just from lack of inner you know interest how many i mean when you look at the kids that show up to these league uh live league shows you know live league games there are a lot of people showing up yeah. and i mean it's there is a there's this latent group of people who just don't care at all about american football and i'm just you know just warning the industry yeah you give this 20 more years you're not going to know what hit you. However, 
there there's a new meta involved with football and that is fantasy football that is that is pulling those ty- types in that is true there um that you know that is yeah a big part i think uh the speculative part of sports has has always been uh See, I'm a huge, and eventually I want to do a a uh, a football, maybe a fantasy football reverse redaction. But um, I'm a huge fantasy football player, and see, I guess my thing is like if you can get other things that can solve the same goals as football or fantasy football, like if if you can just do UFC plus League of Legends plus poker, why do you need fantasy football or football? Like you get the physical, you get the mental, and 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 all of these are better representations of what it means to be in conflict. Uh, poker, like I watched a, a poker match the just the hand the other day, and I was like, gosh, I just need to start watching poker. I mean, I I have no, I am I, it just boggles my mind seeing the balls on some of these guys. Like when they they have no cards and they just they just it's just like you see something switch in their eyes, and they're like, I got you, and they yeah. know they got them even though they don't have the hand. Yeah. and it's just well it's because it's because football is a combination of both it's a combination of ufc and poker you right know? And, and that's what i mean it's worked up until now but if you have things that better you know represent it like I, you know i just don't know I, I think all these industries these sporting industries have gotten so big and so fat and so cumbersome and so monopolized like the nfl is is a corrupt organization it's just oh for sure it's just uh, and and from numerous angles it's just it's super corrupt and i just don't think a corrupt lumbering infrastructure can ne- is necessarily has the agility to withstand uh really fastly changing market market realities where people don't have time for this stuff so mm. yeah that's my theory on it i think i i honestly think you're going to see more dudes who are just like kind of fed up with the politics of some of these sports and 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 i don't mean and I'm not saying what happened this year politically with football. I'm talking about the politics of being a player, you know, yeah. like me, like the politics of uh, playing violin in, a, in an orchestra. Like there, there's a, a micro politics, not political correctness or anything like that. But I'm the just polity, if you will. Yeah, it's just just the certain you know things that you have to do, hoops you have to jump through, forms you have to fill out, blah 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 blah. And you just at a certain point, you just want I just someone punch me in the face. Like I just like. Let's take off the let's just fight for crying out loud. And I just think at a certain point, there's this fundamental like like this is just we're just kind of hemming and hawing here. And we're not actually talking. We're not doing what we're actually talking about. Like we just want to fight. You know, it's like I think uh, I was talking to my dad about this. Like, you know, when Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton did their duel, like, you know, back then the gloves were off. Like you insult somebody. You slap somebody in the face like just with a word. And that's like you're like you're treading on thin ice, dude. Like you don't get to say, oh, oh, you know, daddy policeman, come save me. Like, no, you you threatened him. He said, I challenge you to duel. If you don't, if you say, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, you're disgraced for life. So you have to say yes. And one of you is dead, you know. And so we have lost that. We have been like the stakes. So, yeah, the stakes. That's right. The stakes to play in real situations have just been so domesticated and antiseptic uh, that people just. I, I think there's this frustration. I say I, I just think you're going to see an explosion in MMA and an explosion in jujitsu and all these sorts of things, an explosion in these pure athletic pursuits like running and marathons and swimming and uh, you know the thing that I'm doing now with this water workout stuff. 
surfing, extreme sports, where there's no, I mean, it's just you, it's you or death. Like where, where you're riding that fine line next to death. And like, that's, yeah, these other sports where it's all kind of subsidized, like I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to have what it takes to withstand the upcoming onslaught. Well, I think the thing that, that will help them uh, in that will, will be the fact that the onslaught will be so diversified and will be fragmented. Well, but see, yeah, and I, I guess onslaught's not the word. It's the barbarians within the gates. Like the, the, these, you, you, don't, you can't make money if people don't watch. You know, but so lots I'm, of people watch. They watch now, but I mean, are you really? Are you, do you, when you go on league, how many people are talking about football in the chat? I mean, when are are people watching football when when uh, Tyler One is playing League of Legends, like the, his fans, hmm. like his subscriber base? They're not. I'm just telling you, like it's not. And that number is only thirty thousand right now. But yeah. I mean, that thirty thousand people <laughs> are watching one dude play one game. Like, I mean, you can do that math on that. I mean, whenever Lyric streams, uh, whatever he's playing, it doesn't matter what he's playing, whatever Lyric streams, he's getting 50 to 60 to 70,000 people. Whenever uh, Ninja streams Fortnite right now, he's got like 70,000 or something. I mean, that's like a whole stadium yeah. watching a football game, you know? And this is one person, again, just infrastructurally. So I, one of my favorite scenes in cinema history is <clears throat> from How to Train Your Dragon. And it's the final battle between this little kid on a night fury and this lumbering gigantic Cthulhu like dragon monster. Yeah. And I love it because it's just so indicative. Like when I saw it, the first thing I thought of was the press, just the, just the lumbering infrastructure of, you know, this act of Congress that takes to get this thing off the ground when it gets in the ground, when it gets off the ground, it's going to annihilate everything. But if you're faster and more nimble, you know, so this, you know, this little night fury takes out this thing is more nimble. And, and I just think that's a sign of the times. That's the zeitgeist. And so video games, I mean, you can have a one man studio make one game that can catch, you know, the, the feel of the moment. Like, did you see that one, uh, get over it, getting over it or whatever the one with the guys in this pot, it makes no sense. Like who comes up with this stuff? But you made like a game. Some guy made a game, but the game the game is literally you're a dude in this pot. It looks like you're an amputee and you've got an and you have this sledgehammer and you use this sledgehammer to get over these obstacles. And it's so weird, it's surreal. And this guy will he just he monotones over it with these like motivational quotes. And it's like literally a five-minute video game, but it you know will take you probably five hours to try to figure out how to beat because it's so frustrating. <laughs> but it became like this whole meme, and you know, it's, I think it's like I want to say it's like ten bucks for the game or something like that. And and you know, just <laughs> we're in a world where <clears throat> agility is is going to be much more valuable in the long term. And so I just I you know I'm I'm not putting a shelf life on these other sports, but something's something must break. You know, you have to have people in order to. Um, You're right. You're right. I, I just, I'm skeptical of the the uh, the metaphysical machine. You know, right. Uh, on the internet, you when we talk about stakes. Everything's there's no buy-in. There's yeah, very yeah, little gotcha. buy-in, so you can get, you know, thousands, hundreds, millions of people to watch, and then the next day you get one. You know, depending, it's so fickle. Yeah, it's it's gotten to the point where it's not fickle anymore. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, you know, if I'm a cutie pie streaming, he's not going to get one viewer. I mean, it could be True. one in the morning. It's not. He's not going to get one viewer. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's still it's still early stages. Um, but you know, the fact that we're even saying that 30 years into this experiment is kind of that's silly. True. 
you know, and nobody in 1965 would have predicted Stan Lee would be this media mogul, you know, I mean, oh, this, he's got this, you know, he's got this stupid Spider-Man character, this guy in red and blue. Well, it's like, yeah, that's going to take yeah. off. I mean, can you imagine any culture critic talking about that back then? They would have been making so much fun of that. And video games are so much more of an elevated, evolved art form than, than comic books. I mean, come on, dude. Like yeah. this is, they're, they're in a totally another realm. I mean, video games are the most evolved form of art the human, humankind has ever come up with. I, I say that unequivocally. The most evolved form of artwork humans have ever come up with because they because of the interactive element and uh, it's the confluence of everything that we've done up until this point you have performance art you have music you have motion pictures uh and you have story and you have plot and you have theme you have all of these things and then you have user interaction (laughs) so it's just there's no beating that like, and people can say all they want, but I mean, it's just, it's the only reason that we haven't seen it take over Hollywood is because nobody has known, understood the medium. Uh, but everyone, uh, you know, well, probably 10 years older than us and under who has played video games and who has that aha moment, you know, my moment from Chrono Trigger, um, I had one of the moments playing Breath of the Wild, actually playing this one little side quest, like these these we've all had anybody who's had those moments those aha moments playing a video game they are advocates of the of the art and when they direct direct you know a you know a video game feature film or uh they play the video game of question and stream it on twitch yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) like it's game time like the the industry will never recover like they'll it'll never be the same i mean it's just like comics have destroyed hollywood they're taking over hollywood it's like <laughs> i mean think about it i mean like and, and really and look look who has a cartoon company and a comic book company are the number one walt yeah. disney marvel like um so what is, what is the common common theme there i think it's just approachability you know it's something that kids can get it's something that adults can get it's something timeless it's conflict that is depicted in in a way that couldn't be done by anything else i was watching a little bit of the uh, climax from moby dick the other day because you know peterson jordan b peterson he's talking about moby dick all the time he's just Hmm. big on i mean i'm sorry not moby dick (laughs) brain dead uh pinocchio pinocchio so uh disney's pinocchio and uh it's a whale you know they're both whales so I was watching when they come out of the way, like there's no way you could get that climax back then. And when that movie was made, like the, the only way you could do it was with animation. Like the only, that would, there was no budget on planet earth, no special effects existing that could have made Moby Dick at the time. I mean, uh, that made Pinocchio at the time that the cartoon was made, you know? Yeah. So I feel like we're, we had a place now video games have that same ability and you know it took a long time for disney not only just to come into its own um i mean i think the die was cast once they made pinocchio but uh they didn't become the industry powerhouse that they are now um until much later um but you know i mean they're a dynasty they're they're a freaking country for crying out loud well and i I think the i think that and the i and um constant characters so you know, Mickey right. Mouse, Wolverine. Right. These are things that people that 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 uh, they they evolved, but they also were they were a constant within the company. You know. Yeah. You know Mario. I mean, that's for Mario. Nintendo. I mean, I, I mean, he has yeah. become every bit the icon that Mickey is. And, and that's I think Hollywood can never Hollywood 
the problem with Hollywood and, and kids, especially connecting with it, is they didn't have that one thing to hang their, you know, hat on. Oh, yeah, when it's when it is a franchise, it's like you know what James Bond. I mean, even James Bond, like it's just it's more of a type than it is really a you know like Mario or Mickey. I mean, Mario or Mickey or or Darth Vader. I mean, those are those are people that you're you're never going to forget. Um, yeah, but again, how long can you keep Vader in in the meta? <laughs> like not that long. But well, you can keep him longer than I was just thinking about this. Is all our heroes that we like today, they're going to change. Their faces are going to change because they're going to get old and die. You know, like with Hollywood, with cartoons, you can keep the fa same exactly. face forever. And, and again, this is another asset for uh, video games in the next century. Uh, and, I, you know, I just think to the 21st century, the 20th century was the century of film. Mm -hmm. And the 21st century, I it's the century of video games, like video game and uh, it's going to pay for the way for whatever else comes next. And if you look at League of Legends, I mean, there's 120 some characters, uh, uh, these champions that all of them have their own unique little story, their own unique style, theme, mood. And, you know, that Riot, they've changed the lore. They call it lore for a champion. They've changed it for a lot of these champions. But uh, sometimes I was really impressed with the paragraph backstory or, you know, half page backstory, they'd give some of these champions, like some of them was like, wow, uh, geez, that's pretty dark backstory there. I had no idea. You like, know what I think, I think will defeat League of Legends when it comes along is going to be the Cuphead version of it, you know, is going to be the, is going to be something that's, so the problem with League is it's not very approachable by little kids. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. You get the booby, sexy, violent, disgusting, doesn't it, it i can't let my little kids play you know right and that is that is true i think that uh it is definitely the 13 to you know 22 year old bracket where you've got um you know you're not even supposed to play it under a certain day i can't remember what the age you know when you download what it tells you to you know what the age is supposed to be hmm. uh, but yeah I, I i do see what you're saying um, of course, that really hasn't necessarily stopped Marvel's rise to ascendancy. And then that's why I think we're not in the Disney age. We're in the post-Marvel age. And, and you know, people's laxity on these issues has increased as time has gone on. Um, and, you know, and the enforcement ability is much less. You know, before you, you know, oh, before it was like if enforced. You know, if you're under 13, you must be accompanied by adult PG-13. Like, well, now who's enforcing this stuff? You know, mm -hmm. most parents are not paying attention to what their kids are doing online. And they have no idea that their son knows every cuss word in the book because they watch Tyler one on stream or mm -hmm. iDubs or Joe. G. But if you think about it, you get, you get the, the G rating of, you were talking about this earlier. The, you touched on it. The idea of um, Minecraft. You, if you add task completion and uh, competitive arena type, uh, play to something like Minecraft. Mm, I, I don't, true. I don't like, I would play that right now. You know, that's I've true always thought Minecraft. when I'm playing Minecraft, I'm always thinking, man, I wish there was something like, I wish there was something I was, I wish I could compete against people. Uh, there's ways to compete against people, but not in a way where you're trying to destroy their, their base mm. to get gold. Well, know? I'm sure that in Roblox or Minecraft, there's some MOBA mod, right? We should probably just try that and just mm. see how, how bad it is because i feel like the mechanics of in-game 
again, people are going to be doing these weird adaptations where they're going to be like jumping around and there's going to be some little glitch. I don't know, but it, it could be interesting as an experiment to see how it work. And maybe, maybe like you said, like I have thought about this before, like what if the next evolution from league or you know, maybe not an evolution, but a diversion would be like a, uh, multifaceted civilization style thing in which maybe you don't have to win only by violence maybe you win by building the best cathedral or something like that like you know like maybe like you said maybe it's task based it's like oh you know in league we talk about objective control you know got to destroy their turrets or what, like what if it's also building turrets and you know you get kind of that that feel in starcraft right like what if yeah not, you're destroying stuff you're actually building stuff maybe maybe you're maybe you're committing espionage oh no so this gets real meta think about this think about this judah oh man we're, we're thinking ahead here i hope somebody's listening to this and think about this okay think about this if you're a game designer what if oh man dude what if you could commit espionage by getting one of the members of the other team who's mad at their people in their own <laughs> chat to join your team they actually switch from blue to red like what would that add to league of legends think about how much more or less it's, salty would people would be it's possible you, you know they had a function like that in uh in heroes of new earth because people were dropping out so much that you could switch teams that both teams had to agree on something like that um so that you could even <laughs> out the teams that would be fascinating. That would be fast. And that would be just, I think, a microcosm. That would be so, like if you could have a little sandbox mode to, just to see what would happen with that. Because eventually, at first, people would game it. You know, people would yeah. be like, oh, I'm joining this team. But I really, this guy's, you know, I'm this guy's buddy. Like, you know, something. There would be like some sort of ways. Uh, but I think with some, you know, deep learning in the and the back end, you know, and you gotta, you gotta admire. I mean, as much as we'll, we talk about getting frustrated with how the matchup works in League of Legends, you gotta admire how this this program, yes. like pits you against people who are of a similar skill level. Like it's, it's amazing. It is pretty amazing. Now it's it all it breaks quite a bit. I mean, there are times that you end up somehow or another playing against somebody that's just way out of your range, and you're like, what is this guy doing in bronze? Why is he in bronze? Like he's, he just has like challenger level stats. Like, why is he down here? So, I mean, it is a little bit confusing, but yes, for the, uh, for the game designers out there, if you haven't thought about that yet, I'm sure a lot of people have thought about it, but that there are, what if there are other ways in a MOBA to accomplish your goals, like from a civilization perspective where, you know, in civilization, you could win by creating the most wonders of the world you know you could win by getting to the moon the fastest or something you didn't have to or, conquer everyone or maybe just an, an incentivize it you know like if you build you get gold or something you know like right you, i don't know well we've gone way over an hour so right <laughs> it's an interesting topic uh to to sort of close this out what can we take into today what practical how can we apply this what so what you know so what all these games so what i'm doing i'm i'm trying to you know we've tentatively called it little league or saturday scrims we're doing these saturday morning playings with my nephews and uh trying to play it as a team with the way that it's meant to be played instead of with this solo you know sort of jock style solo queue mentality where you know we just i'm just, I'm just look how oh look how good i was there man yeah uh it's more about look how bad I was there, man. How can I fix that? And let's get some feedback from one another. And, you know, just treating it like a real sport. 
And um, so we've only done two weeks so far, um, but Three, we're gonna, uh, no, uh, I think it's just two. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna, I'm editing videos of the tapes. I'm looking at the film, analyzing the film and kind of critiquing our play as we go along. Like and uh, so I think that's one way. And I think the other thing is just, I don't know, just to be part of the space. Uh, for me, it means probably branching out into some other games, which means I'm, I am curtailing my league time. I've been a monogamous league gamer <laughs> pretty much for the last five years. Um, but, you know, playing Breath of the Wild with my son has been a lot of fun. Like, he likes watching me play, and he runs around as my helper in the living room. Like, <laughs> he actually runs around like he's like oh i'm gonna get this thing and like so he's making he's next gen he's already thinking of the maneuver based uh, virtual reality version um nice. but so we you know play together and it's been good for me to realize oh yeah there are other video games and to and to remember why i fell in love with them because i i fell in love playing with these single player games um and just to be a part of this space because again there's a tendency uh you know i read i don't know if you read matt walsh's post about why he hates and why he thinks video games need to be reined in. Um, but I really disagreed with it fundamentally. And um, I, you know, he's kind of a spitfire on the more on the conservative side. And, and I just totally just, I found it, oh, I just, it, it actually made me mad. Um, but I, I just feel like we will have that tendency if we're not careful, whether we're on the left or the right, um, the left to be, you know, PO'd about the depiction of women, the right to be, you know, PO'd about whatever it is, you know, violence or, or, you know, sexuality or whatever. Um, <clears throat> more and more, those two seem to overlap in the things they're mad about. Um, but uh, there's a tendency to be xenophobic about what you don't understand, right? You know, like, mm -hmm. oh, fear of the unknown, right? And so there are all these boogeymen that the left and right are concocting, you know, like, oh, look at this terrible video. Look what kids are playing these days. And so, you know, the White House released a video this week about violence in video games. And you look at it. I've never even seen half of these games. Uh, they're super graphic, super violent. But, you know, saying like using that instead of just going to, oh, here's League, here's Battlegrounds, here's Fortnite, here's Hearthstone, here's uh, Dota 2, Counter okay, Counter-Strike is the first one that's actually like realistically violent. Yeah. You know, there's StarCraft, there's Overwatch, there's World of Warcraft, Patsy Exile, Minecraft, uh, Yakuza. Okay, so we're like 12 games in on Twitch, and now we finally found one that's going to be a little more violent. Like, I just I just find that it's just such, such a stupid, it is this part for the whole hypothesis, and that's the problem with xenophobia. You always take the worst example of something you don't understand and make that the, the cherry-picked data that you're going to use to prove this needs to be banned, you know, and <laughs> And so I think if people are scared of this, start playing with your kids. You know, start with Minecraft or Roblox. You know, start there and branch out. And you might even find that things that, like when I was in high school or college, I was like, you know, I was such a goody-goody two-shoes Christian that I just written all video games off. And when I saw people playing Grand Theft Auto, I was judging them. I was like, oh, you people playing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> You're sinning. You need to get that sin off our campus. I, I really was like that. I actually yeah. confronted a guy one time about it. He just looked at me like, what an idiot. And... And now I'm just on the total opposite side of it. You know, you don't just have to play Grand Theft Auto to hook up with hookers. You know, like there's there are other reasons to play that game. And so the typical response for someone who is mortified by video games is to find cherry pick those moments in a video game, you know, yeah. To, to. Yeah. So I do think we have to be careful, though, uh, as far as the dangers of video games. I think as someone who fell prey to time wasting and it sort of consumed my life. Um, 
I almost lost my job uh, back right. in 2007. Uh, we have to be careful. Like we have, like everything, there there has to be moderation, and I, I think that comes from accountability. As as we team play, we can we can right. help each other in that area. And and yeah, exactly. And that's why I think we need to have quit having these things in isolation. Though you know, I mean, nobody gets a, has a problem with a person playing football fourteen hours a day because well, they get paid you know a million dollars. Well, I mean, me and you do, but you know, we're not necessarily the norm but you know most people don't have a problem with that because oh that's his job and well yeah he makes a disproportionate amount of money doing a game you know like we need to rein that in you know so you know if people want to lecture about that then they can you know lecture about you know the people who have concussions in the nfl because they've been playing this sport too long you know oh yeah and, well i think to your point like uh, the uh you know, like soccer people i i have so, i know so many families that spend like you know, I can't go to church today because we got to, we have soccer where, you know, I have soccer, I have soccer, soccer every day, you know, there's practice. Like I think the same way that can consume our lives. Yeah. But the difference is, I think it's easier though to slip into the, yeah, yeah to I the agree. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing like with porn or going out and hooking up with prostitutes. I mean, it's going to be much easier to become a porn addict than it is a prostitute addict. It's going to seem safer, but in my opinion, the porn is actually more destructive. I, I actually think that, you know, um, and, so, you know, so are the I, video games more destructive? Uh, yeah, maybe that's where I'm the hypocrite. Cause I don't, I don't think so unless, unless you let it get to become the addiction. And so that's, that's the thing. Are you letting it be? And I think it is more difficult for like soccer to become an addiction for most people, just because there is that physical thing built in. It's and more, so that is true. Yeah. And, and that's true. You have to go somewhere, you have to do something. So, so yeah. Okay. I will take that point. I'll, I'll see that point that, uh, you do need to have something in place so you don't, because it is, it is true. I mean, kids have died playing video games. I mean, this, this has happened, you know, or, you know, usually they're not kids, kids they're adults, you know, young men who've just haven't less, left the apartment for 30 hours straight, you know, Grown you'll, children. yeah, you'll, well, you see some of these Twitch streamers, they'll do like a 30 hour stream or something like that. Like, dude, I mean, it, it gets to the point where it can actually be dangerous, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, no. So that is, that is true. I mean, I guess like with anything, I, I just, I guess my tendency is to overreact just because I see this, you know, um, this tendency to want to prohibit something. And I, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. I guess we just got to be careful not to overreact to the overreactors. That's true. Yeah. That, that would be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but I really, I really appreciate the uh, practice you've been doing on, on Saturday morning. I'm still very terrible at League of Legends. But um, I will get better. It's it's very frustrating to me because with Heroes of New Earth, I spent hours and uh, like days like researching different builds and things, and then I get to League, and there's really no one to one. Like all that, all that, all that training and and the research I did was for naught. Well, and so what will end up happening? Yeah, and then this is the other problem with League is depending on the patch, you know, the current. Uh, update that you're on it changes so much like there's a big change this week we actually won a game with it when we got uh we got a certain buff and we had a certain item and when we apply that item to this one minion he becomes like another champion like and that didn't even happen two months ago like like this 
that this is, you know, I mean, you could do a similar version to it two months ago, but it wasn't as powerful as it is right now. It's like, it's like literally having another person on your team for a, a minute there. So these things that they kind of, it's just an ebb and flow to the way that you play this game, uh, which, yeah, I just find fascinating. Well, it's been a great conversation for it. It's been a long conversation. Long, yeah. It, it, it must, must have been a great conversation because it's, it's almost been two hours, hasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I will talk about league way, way more than I need to, probably. Unfortunately, none of our viewers care. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to share this with some of our league friends and maybe they'll yeah. maybe they'll pay attention. Or maybe, hey, maybe if you're young, you can share this with your parents about, you know, two adults who actually like this video game that that they're probably mad at because like, why are they playing this video game? Why can't they just quit in the middle of the game? You can't quit in the middle of a game of League of Legends, parents. Just stop it. That's why my my wife hates it. Right. She's like, what? I can't. What? Just pause. <laughs> I can't. Like I've gotten I've gotten like people, you know, coming over to my house. I'm like, I, yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. Like, oh, you just can't. Oh, I haven't seen you in a month, Ford. Like, like, dude, you don't want to talk to me right now. I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Take a seat. Well, that's worse than me, but but not in some ways. I remember I there's this famous uh, story people tell of me where they came over and I had Annalise duct taped to my chest so that I could play. <laughs> she was supposed to be napping. She woke up. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's that's legendary right there. That's good. That's like in King King of Kong of Fistful of Quarters when you hear the kid in the background, Daddy, come wipe my butt. He's, he's about to set the Donkey Kong world record. Daddy, come wipe my butt. <laughs> oh, man. You know, here, we have a, I have a sketch here. We need to do this this year. All right, I want to do this sketch. Like someone, that attitude they have with League of Legends, apply it to any other sport. You got a bunch of people like, like you got you know, it's in the middle of the game and like, Hey, John, and the guy just walks on the field. Hey, John, it's a long time to see, man. How you doing? Uh, I got... Dude, why aren't you talking? Why are you on the ground? <laughs> that, that would be great. That would be. It's a PSA we... for PSP, PSA for people who don't play video games. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right, well, I got to go. All right, man, thanks. I'm losing my job. Um, I will, uh, we'll, we'll do this again. <laughs> Next week, get out there, man. There is a lot to build. Make your own myth.